Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3 with me, Rachel Kelly and Timothy Goh. Now, in Parliament today, Finance Minister Lawrence Wong gave us an update on the support measures for businesses and workers affected by the latest COVID-19 measures. Well, Mr. Wong outlined the government's support measures for Phase 2 and Phase 3 as well as the funding approach for these measures. This comes ahead of a supplementary supply bill to affect the reallocation of funds for the measures earlier announced. To find out more, we welcome to the show Zakia Hussain, editor at The Straits Times. Zach, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Rachel. All right, Zach, can, can you provide us with a quick uh, overview of the speech. So I think the minister basically touched on uh, three broad areas. I think the first was to sort of give an update on the support measures that we had during uh, sort of phase two and three heightened alert, Mm -hmm. um, you know, where, you know, group gathering sizes had to be reduced. Uh, Dining in was sort of not possible for a month. And, you know, he gave an update of, of, of how much the total cost, I think, that they expect to spend um, on some of the support measures for firms. He also outlined where some of the extra, some of the funds for that uh, is going to come from. So they will be reallocated from, you know, other items, as well as announced an extension of uh, support schemes for small and medium enterprises you know, companies with um, annual, uh, annual revenue of under $100 million. You mentioned the total f- total funds there, and I think it, yep. it was a $1.2 billion figure. Can, did he say where exactly the funds are going to be used? Was there a need to draw on past reserves? Yep. So there was no need uh, to draw on, 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 on past reserves. Um, the bulk of it really uh, goes to the jobs support scheme. A lot of it... Uh, to the FNB sector, which uh, couldn't, you know, so a huge dip in income. There was also support for uh, affected areas like the arts and sports, as well as, you know, uh, lesser support, but but they were still there for retail and family attractions that had to reduce the number of people they could um, allow during this period. You know, as to where the funds are going to come from, I think about $600 million each is going to come from reallocation through two items. And I think the first is a result of, of, a, of a measure that was introduced in the budget mm. six months ago, which allowed the government to borrow for long-term infrastructure projects. As a result of that, you know, they, they'll save about uh, $600 million, you know, that, that would have been spent on the deep tunnel sewage, sewerage mm-hmm. system, as well as on the north-south corridor, which, you know, both are long-term projects which will take about seven to ten years to be ready. The other uh, $600 million is going to come from expenditure that, you know, that was initially allocated to projects for construction like uh, upcoming MRT um, Infrastructure and so on. But these projects were delayed because of delays in construction. And I think, you know, some of the measures also meant that, you know, the workers weren't able to to, to come in or to be deployed for some of these projects. Did he mention how the funds will be used, though? So, yeah, I mean, I think the bulk of it will will go towards uh, the job support um, as well as, uh, but but not just for job support to basically help firms uh, stay afloat and continue paying their workers. Some of them uh, will go towards the extended uh, grants for individuals who may have been uh, seen a sharp drop in their income. So these are the self-employed. Some of the self-employed, yeah. But also, I think, employees who may say, um, not be fully self-employed, but who would rely on, say, commission-based income. I see, okay. And they see a significant drop. Mm -hmm. the incomes and you know they can continue applying for help in july 
Zakir, he also mentioned that we'll see an extension of the temporary bridging loan program and enhanced enterprise financing scheme. Just how long will that be extended for? Can you share more of the details with us? So um, these are schemes really for um, SMEs that are struggling, you know, with with cash flow and so on to kind of (coughs) extend uh, loans they may have undertaken out, you know, um, to start up their businesses. And the current uh, scheme would have allowed them to kind of stay afloat only till September 31st, Mm -hmm. I'd say. Okay, so a bit of a Um, life wrap here. Yeah, so this this lifeline's kind of been extended uh, by another six months from October all the way to March 31st, 2022. I think coming from a small business person myself, any kind of help and assistance from the government does help our operations run smoother in the next coming months, even though we are indeed emerging from uh, uh, the worst of the pandemic. But did he talk about having any support for households? Yep. So apart from, I think, the you know additional support for uh, individuals who have been affected, mm-hmm. you know, um, through a loss of income, some of the additional uh, measures announced earlier, like uh, the extension of tuition fee loans and student mm-hmm. loans, uh, they've been extended to 30th September, another few months. And I think uh, households in need will also continue to be um, able to tap on support measures that, that are existing. So, Zakir, you know, Minister also highlighted that there's been feedback from business and the investment community mm-hmm. that Singapore might lose out to other hubs that are moving more aggressively to reopen their borders. Was there any indication given on when we might open our borders a little bit more, a little bit more fully? Yeah, so I think... Um, That's a big sigh, Zakir. It, it is, it is. I mean, I mean, I think... I think this is a virus that's, you know, been quite unpredictable. Mm. I think a few months ago, no one would have expected we'd, you know, have entered a, almost a second circuit breaker. But we did and, and got out of it, I think, uh, faster than, than people might have expected. I think, I mean, I think they're probably wary of, of making forecasts or indications, mm-hmm. you know, given that the air travel bubbles we've announced have had to be um, called off twice. Which will be renamed to something else a, now. Which will be renamed an air travel <laughs> corridor. Bubbles, yes. um, you know, but, but one thing's, one, you know... Um, more people have been getting vaccinated, right? Yes. And there are sort of tangible targets. I think we just heard a, sh- a few minutes ago how the daily take-up rate of vac- the daily vaccination rates just gone up to eighty thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with that, we expect two thirds or over two thirds of Singapore people in Singapore to be fully vaccinated by, say, National Day. So that's that's a positive sign. I mean, if all goes well, I'd say. September, October, we might be able to see selective opening up if, right. if other countries around us um, do ramp up vaccination rates. I think this talk of you know travel corridors with not just Hong Kong, but mm-hmm. Japan and Korea have expressed interest in, yep, in, exactly. in recent days. Um, Australia, New Zealand as well. I mean, in spite of the surge in cases in, you know, that we see, I think as vaccination rates go up, opening up is, is likely to follow. I think we m- probably have to accept some risk. And I think, you know, looking at the story in the U.S., if they can do it when they were the worst hit last (laughs) year, I mean, Singapore can do better. I mean, the U.S. vaccination rates have have been, you know, rolling out uh, Mm -hmm. quite, you know, at quite speedy pace. I mean, there there have been challenges. There have been pockets of of cases as well. Um, But it's something I think we all slowly getting used to. And I think that's that that might be the way we have to go with COVID-19. Definitely. Wonderful. Well, Zach here, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of those updates from Parliament today. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Zakir Hussain, editor at The Straits Times. You're listening to Money FM 89.3.
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.